Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Zai Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Rachel is down in the dumps today, guys. Rach is, we, we have, we have sad Rach today. I'm not sad. What's wrong, Rach? Talk to me. No, I'm not sad. I'm just annoyed, right? Like, I'm just frustrated. Every day I wake up and I say, oh, okay, it's a new day. We're going to move on. And then something else happens. Something else happens like what? Like, uh, like talking about in the realm of, of Batch Nation? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Or just period? Or is, no, is Rach just, just done? just Bachelor Nation. You're I'm over just... it now. Been over it, but I'm really over it now. So you started a fire, and no, now you stop. can't. The blaze has burned too high stop. for Rach. Stop. What's stop. going on? But you look, you seriously, you really do look like you're drained. I am. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm like, I think it's just it's exhausting because it's so illogical like the way that people think the way people are in my comments the way people dm it's it's if i'm sad about anything it's just the way that people think it it's we i i swear we are just being torn farther and farther apart and over the freaking bachelor who the hell cares who's hosting the damn show you know what i mean like you're still like we 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 sit on this podcast. We talk about the issues that were brought up when it, in that interview. We talk about you know like how I was feeling, the bigger picture, how that topic transcends the Bachelor and goes into bigger bigger issues. Yet people are people are accusing us of like cancel and saying firing and labeling, and it's it's bigger than that. All because. Of a show, of a TV show. And I guess it's just frustrating because people are so upset over The Bachelor. It's The Bachelor. What's your favorite TV show? You're going to be mad if they change out. What's your favorite TV show, right? Oh, Snowfall. Snowfall. Oh, hello. I don't even know why I asked. Snowfall. Yeah, would I be mad if they just like changed Franklin (laughs) and brought in some white dude to be the host, to be the (laughs) main guy in Snowfall? No, he's black. Rachel. You gotta stop asking these questions about the show. Snowfall. I don't it, watch it, the show. It's getting I like it's getting it's getting disrespectful now. Franklin is played by Damson Ninjas. So if they just changed him out because of cancel culture, sure I would be mad. I would be I would be Man, I would be DMing lit- cancel culture. I cancel can't culture leaves Snowfall the sarc- alone. I can't laugh at I I'm <laughs> so I can't even sad. laugh at the sarcasm. I can't. I can't because what you're saying and you're joking mm-hmm. is legit. Your life. Legit. How many DMs would you say that you've gotten? How much would you say that oh you're getting God. harassed? Are you getting harassed by Bachelor Nation? Would you say that? Mm, I yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. I'm so used to I constantly speak out, right? right. I am not popular in Bachelor Nation. So it's nothing for me to get hate, to get um, you know, people saying the most nastiest things for me. I think what's or to me, well, I think what's different is this time I'm I'm a racist. You know, I think that's like the the most interesting criticism that I get is that I'm a racist. Uh, people calling my job, emailing my job for me to get fired from extra. extra? That's yeah. different. That's a little different. Um, you know, every outlet covering it that's a little different. 
especially right. when you're being accused of basically doing your job, right. right? As an interviewer, as a correspondent, my job is to ask a question. You answer the question, that's what, how's that my fault? Right. You know what I mean? And this is one time, like I almost wish, a wish that I would have said what I was feeling in that moment if this is the backlash I was going to get. Because I sat there, I didn't react. You know, I, I asked a question when necessary. I tried to be like, well, maybe this is bad. Maybe this isn't, you know, like, are you sure this is what you mean? You know, like, it's not a good look ever. Or, you know, how would you feel if, if how would it be if I was at this party? You know, I tried, whatever. It went, it happened. It needed to be seen. But the fact that I was, you know, like professional, you would think that that would go far. And if somehow it's become my fault at the events that are transpiring now with Chris Harris. Somehow it's my fault. Mm, it's frustrating. Yeah. Do you wish that he would have never said what he said? No, if that's what he felt, then right. say it. Right. No. Say it. I, I, say am, it. I, I feel it's the exact opposite way about Bachelor <laughs> Nation. Do you know why? Oh, why? Because I want to shout out all of my Bachelor Nations. We did Bachelor Nation people. We did the... Um, the Reddit ask ask me anything. Oh yeah. Um, um on Monday. And shout out to all of the batches who hit me up and let me know that people can see your Reddit history and your Reddit comments that you've left. Everyone that hit me up and let me know to go in if people were gonna be and delete my old Reddit history. What did you do? And delete my old Reddit <laughs> comments. Clutch, shout out to you guys. A lot of people use Reddit for a lot of things. I, like other things in my life, use Reddit for... That was know. my first time using, like, having a yeah. Reddit account. It's different, you know, there's all kinds of communities on Reddit. And I've been, some of the same communities I, I pay money for. And by the way, I haven't done it in a while. They were really old comments because, you know, I've been porn free for a while. But people were like, hey, man, just to let you know. Uh, I should probably delete some of the old comments. You know, I know we know that you're not ashamed of it, but at the same time, you should probably get rid of it. Did you delete them? Yeah, hell yeah. That's mm. so funny. I wish, I wish you guys would have let me know what to look at it before he deleted it. All right, now, nah, but it's too late. It's too late <laughs> because you're too busy stomping around being mad, your mad ass, about what's going on with Chris Harrison. Uh, it's interesting. This episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. Made with Shea Butter and Black Dermatologist Approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. The deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up mm -hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm -hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant off today. <laughs> maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but, but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. Oh, yeah. Thing. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm -hmm. I'm a sweater. Mm -hmm. So I need something strong. Mm 
Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. So I guess you don't want to talk about what Ben Shapiro said. I guess you don't want to have that conversation. You want to talk about it? Go no, ahead. It's too late. No, it's too late. I Look, I'm not used to seeing, first of all, it's so crazy because with the Adidas cap on, it looks like you're wearing, you look like Run DMC Rates right now with mm-hmm. the Adidas, you know? But you, it, it seems like it takes all of the fun about it. It seems like you're not, the sassiness is gone today. No, th- listen, listen, I'm always sassy, but I, I'm more so, it's not a sadness. I'm drained. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm exhausted from it. And every day I'm like, okay, new day, new attitude, new energy. And then it's like, yo, Rachel, <laughs> Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> ben Shapiro. <laughs> ben Shapiro got at you. You know what? Fine. We're not going to... No, 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 no. I'm going to no. tell you why. Because Ooh. I think it's 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 crazy the way he tried to come at me. First of all, I had never heard Ben Shapiro. I know who he is, obviously, right. but I so had never listened know, to ben his Shapiro, podcast. Not to cut yeah. Rachel off. No, ben, Shapiro, ben Shapiro addressed Rachel on his podcast. I think this was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Uh, and he said some things. Um, actually, let's listen to what Ben Shapiro said right now. To Rachel Lindsay, right, who you saw and heard in that clip with Don Lemon talking about the awful, evil Chris Harrison who committed the great sin of saying that people deserve grace and they shouldn't be wrecked on social media. Um, let me just say, if a white person did what Rachel Lindsay did on her Instagram just a few months ago, that person would have been destroyed. Like, their career would be over. Because here's what Rachel Lindsay did a few months ago. Okay, in the middle of the Black Lives Matter protest, she tweeted out a picture of herself in front of, I kid you not, a Cadillac XT, uh, XT6. And here's what she wrote. Quote, we are living in unprecedented times right now. I know we cannot escape our reality, but we do what is necessary to take care of ourselves physically and mentally. For me, I like to clear my head by going for a drive in my Cadillac XT6. With its Bluetooth connectivity, I can easily connect to my phone to stream almost anything and everything with crystal clear audio on the standard Bose speaker system. I can take this time to listen and learn from podcasts that support and uplift black voices. It is so important that we take the time to understand what and why things are happening in our country. What are some of your favorite podcasts that discuss these issues? Share your recommendations in the comments and tell me how you're doing your part to share some good these days. Hashtag ad, hashtag Cadillac community, hashtag Cadillac escapes, hashtag be the good. So um, there's some privilege happening right here. Uh, It ain't Chris Harris. Privilege. Wow, privilege. He hit you with the privilege. 
it's like the you 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 want so badly because this is this is what these these people are doing these people who are against what's happening right now in bachelor nation is let's dig up something on rachel let's find something this is the best you could do this is the best you got benny this is all y'all can do is find an ad here's the let me tell you something about this ad do you remember one we talked my, about the ad on the podcast? Yes. One of my many jobs right. is being an influencer. One of them is being an influencer. One of them are sponsorships. Is that a job, though? If you saw how much money you make off of it, absolutely. Because it takes time. Because listen, listen, it depends on what level that you influence, right? right. Some people do make full-out videos. You hire a videographer, a photographer, makeup, lighting. So, like, you put... you. It's a commercial on your social media, whether it's a picture, whether it's a video, whether it's a boomerang, you take time. They buy into your likeness and image for you to promote their product. That's a job. When people do commercials on television, do we take that away from them? No, it's the same thing on social media and people make very good money off of it. So one of my many jobs is uh, influencing on social media. I have a partnership with Cadillac. I remember when I had, it was like, you got to post, you got to post something. And I said, I don't want to post something with Cadillac. And I actually posted more than just that. That just seems to be the one that they focus on. But I said, I wasn't going to do it unless I got to talk about something that had to do with black people. So I promoted podcasts in that one. And if you scroll through the pictures, I promoted higher learning, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, name your podcast. Fine. People don't like the way I worded the caption. Get it take all the criticism. But to call me privileged from that, for doing that, I did another ad with Cadillac as well, where I highlighted Black-owned businesses in the city of Miami. I was living in Miami at the time. So I showed myself driving my Cadillac, picking up food, promoting businesses. Mm -hmm. Then coinciding with that, I did a full blog on all Black-owned businesses in the city of Miami. So you can take that and run with that however you do. But the fact that you're trying to compare what I did in that moment to what Chris Harrison did or to say that I am no longer allowed to talk about what Chris Harrison did or anything that has to do with Black Lives Matter or racial injustice or social injustice because I get make money off of doing sponsorships is absolutely ludicrous. It is so dumb. Also that we're talking Luda. about this nine days after the interview, I don't know why Benny Shapiro is jumping so late on the train. I did that. That interview fucking happened a week, a week and some change ago. Why are we still talking about this? I'm so frustrated by it. And I think I'm, what I'm also bothered, too, is if you listen to the entire clip, which is like the last 10 minutes of his podcast, you can tell that somebody brought this information to him rather than him just really it's researching producer. the facts and yeah. doing it himself. Um, you want to take one part of what I said about Chris Harrison on this podcast and then use it to go toward whatever agenda it is that you're trying to put out to your slanted audience. You want to take that, you want to ignore the content and the context of what Chris Harrison did and blame it on cancel culture or say that I'm not allowed to talk about it because I have my own privilege. You don't get to do that. You can't defend someone's racist actions, tendencies, and affiliations and then say that I'm I'm not allowed to talk about those things. Like it, it just it 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 blows my mind. And this is what plays into the frustration of of the way that I'm feeling right now. I didn't say anything. I asked a question, which is literally one of the job requirements of my job as a correspondent at Extra. But somehow, I'm at fault. 
And, th- and, and, and when I said Chris's white privilege was, was showing and it was overwhelming, I think that's what I said, something like that on this podcast, which is why now he's trying to say, I can't talk about it because I have my own privilege. Chris Harrison has privilege. We don't have to define white privilege, but we obviously know one of those definitions is you can do or say whatever it is that you want to say and you get away with it or you're given a pass or you're given grace or compassion or whatever words you want to use because of the color of your skin. Take a stroll in my comments right now or if my DMs, people are saying, how dare you? You're a racist. You're a bully. You're aggressive. You're a loudmouth. You're angry. That's what I'm given because I asked a question and this man went on a 12-minute rant talking and defending the things that Rachel did. But they say, what did they say about Chris? After all the things he said, he's a good man. He has a good heart. He gave you everything. How could you? That is the definition of privilege. That's him showing his privilege. So I feel like the next time Ben Shapiro wants to come at me, or Benny, excuse me, I'm calling him Benny Benny now that I heard the podcast. Yes. Yeah, the next time you want to come at me because of something you think I said, you need to come to me with 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 facts. You need to do your research. You need to listen a little bit better and not just assume certain things based on what your producer has given to you, savvy or whatever you called her. Because next time you come at me or you want to stick it to someone, as he said in this podcast, don't stick it to me. Don't do that to me. You can uh, next time come come at me correct, please, if you're going to come at me with facts. That ad was funny as hell, though. What? That ad. That's what I said. We talked about it. If you want to talk about, if you want to talk about riding the Cadillac, you know it'd been better. If you want to talk about my caption, um, it's fine. They should. This is what they should have done for Cadillac. They should have like drove by the protests and had you looking out with your hand on the the mirror, the thing like. I'm safe here in the Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you can't. That would have been. been funny. Like you said, you driving by the protest and you got your hand on the window. That would have pe- been bad. And people are like, I feel safe away from the chaos of the world and the Cadillac and stuff like that. It's funny. Look, man, Rach, Rach, I, I know people are going to have opinions. People have opinions about, about things, you know? Like people have opinions. It, you, you're not wrong. I remember <clears throat> the comment section of TMZ, uh, one of the biggest battles I had at TMZ, I might have talked about this on the on the, on the podcast before, is like people started like uh, getting at me on Twitter, right? They get at me on Twitter, and I would go back and I would say, "Suck my dick," or I would say, "Hey, go fuck yourself," or I would say, "Whatever, whatever." I would say all those things, and I remember Harvey brought me into the room one time. Harvey goes, "Hey, well, you can't Wait, talk." You were to in me. the comments. You were no, commenting I wasn't back in the comments. I was. Oh. This was on Twitter. Gotcha. And like, um, and I remember Harvey pulls me to a room one time, and Harvey goes, "Yo, you can't." Speak like that. It's like, we're, you can't do that. Like, we're trying to sell TV shows on you and we want to do this. And I was like, I don't want to do a TV show with you. Another show, number one. I was like, number two, you guys don't police what they say. Like, they they come into the comment section. They call my mother a nigger whore. They come into my, they do all this. And you guys don't delete the comments. You guys don't delete the, you don't police the comment section under the articles. You don't, whenever people see my name, you don't, you don't have anything. You guys never have my back. So I don't, I couldn't care less about what it is that you see. And so for me, it's all hard. It's, it's definitely, definitely hard. And I'm very sorry that it's taken a toll on you, but think about the people that you've inspired and uplifted and and empowered as well, Rachel. It's a lot of people that feel like you're their warrior. I'm not going to stop. This isn't the first time I've received hate. I'm just like, Don't come at me and act like I can't speak on black issues. That's what I think irks me about the Benny show. 
is that you want to make it seem like I can't talk about being black because I have something that's nice or because I'm, I'm partnered with a nice brand or I make money off of something that's nice because the deeper issue is that I used it to promote something that amplified black people rather than just saying, hey guys, I'm in my Cadillac and I'm driving around Miami in this beautiful city as if I'm ignoring everything that's happening in the world right now. Like I get it. If you don't like the way I phrase it, I, I can take all that. But don't try to take away from me my ability to speak on what's happening to people who look like me and to speak out uh, on behalf of the community. That's what irked me the most about what he did. You don't even know me. You took the time to tweet. You took the time to tweet about me, about The Bachelor. Like, that's what's... Who? I didn't, ben Shapiro? Ben. I didn't see the tweet. I didn't yes, see the tweet. Jackson and, Jackson and Trudy put it in the rundown. He oh, took the time to tweet about me. So you're a 3.3 million followers. That's how upset you are about Ben, me. let's that's see what why, Ben got going on. Because here's ben. the thing. I was like, why are people writing on this ad? You know what I mean? And unlike other folks, I don't take down stuff just because people are criticizing me of it, right? Like, I'm proud that I was able to bring what I felt like was some awareness and uh, and highlight Black podcasts and Black-owned businesses. I'm not going to take that down. I see somebody in the comments that says, can someone please explain why Antebellum is racist? It, you, you know, I'm not, it, it, we, we've been through this. Let's do the let's do the Germany Nazi era party. Let's 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 go to a party. Let's not just we're going we're gonna all dress up like different characters from the Germany Nazi era. We're gonna like somebody's gonna dress up like Goebbels and somebody's gonna be Hitler. Like you know like somebody. Let's just let's just do it. We're not there's no ideology behind it. Let's just dress as people from that time. Let's and just do go. it in a concentration camp. And yeah, let's set set in a concentration camp, but not even at the concentration. Let's set it, let's set it in in in. Let's do, let's, uh, let's have a, a Hitler's bunker party. Let's do that. Let's have a party. Hitler's bunker theme party. Let, let, and see, and see if anyone, <laughs> if anyone tries to defend that. <laughs> All right. Because the, the time is also representative of the cultural norms of that time. Right. And if anything, the cultural norms of the antebellum, antebellum period of America should be something that we all want to get away from. Usury. I expect more from you, Ben Shapiro. I don't know why, do but you? I do. I don't know. I expect. I, I just expect... can't believe he's getting involved <laughs> with something like this. I just. I, that's just. That's what to take. He the disappointed time to tweet. you. You're disappointed in Ben. Ah, it's just like I, I just felt like you don't even really know what you're talking about. Your producer brought it to the table. You thought this was interesting. Let's get right. at Rachel. Let me send my people after her. Yeah. Um, yeah. All it does is embolden me. Okay, so uh, yesterday. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, conservative uh, talk show guy. I think he was making, he's like a, a giant in that world. He Huge. Uh, I, I think he was making 80 or $100 million a year. $85 like million. Dollars 85 a year. million bucks a year. Um, I, Rush Limbaugh, I've known of since I was about in the sixth grade. There was a guy in my sixth grade class. His name was John Greco. And uh, him and I were friends. John Greco was very, very conservative. Uh, sixth or seventh grade. And he used to watch Rush Limbaugh. And, um, in sixth grade? Sixth or seventh grade. Well, Where's this remember, guy right now? I don't know where John is, but I have to tell you. I can remember, take, take remember, a couple of guesses. Remember, I went to a magnet school. So yeah, we were I can a take a couple bit, of guesses where John was. I don't know was. what you guys were doing in the seventh grade, but we were getting our political theory on, me and John. So there's a couple mornings I actually, when I was a kid, I actually woke up and wa watched Rush Limbaugh. I remember the first thing I saw when I woke up and watched Rush Limbaugh was he had a picture of a dog on his desk. 
like a white dog. I think it was maybe his dog or something like that. And he would compare the dog to Chelsea Clinton. He would say that the dog was Chelsea Clinton. That mm. basically saying that Chelsea Clinton was that. Uh, and she was, was a child at the time. Just she, to be clear. She was, she's a year older than me. So she at that point was a middle school age kid, 13. Yeah, just to be clear. Exactly. Um, just to be clear. And so that was my first introduction to Russell Limbaugh and his brand of conservative talk. That he was berating a child or that he had done that. Uh, here's the thing, though. I, it's difficult for me to go in on somebody when they pass away. It is. It's just an old South Southern thing. It's a deal. So, Rachel, if you will grant me the latitude, we're going to acknowledge that Rush Limbaugh passed away. I'm going to tell people how, how we met Rush Limbaugh. But we're going to talk next week fully about what Rush, Rush Limbaugh was and who he was. And we, it, it, like, I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable right now having a full-throated conversation about it because the reality is in order to have a full-throated conversation about it, you can't help but be disrespectful because uh, Rush Limbaugh was, not, if you say no, then it's no. You look like you're ready well, to go. Well, no, I guess here's my question. You want to respect the fact that he has passed away and you don't want to feel like you're talking ill of the dead. It's just a it's just a thing for me. Yeah, like it's a I get it's it. A, but what's right. the different what's the difference in uh, acknowledging some of his views and the way he was when he was living? He said it. He did right. him. What's the it I it's not like you're saying I'm glad that this happened that you he passed real, away. Do you know what the real diff, the real thing is? What? I don't want to get lung cancer. And I swear like there's this, there's there's some weird southern part but of you, me. That feels like Southern Louisiana part. Southern Louisiana part of me. Yeah, well, well, you're not from the South, you're from Dallas. Like there's some weird I, I got family. There's some weird part of me that feels like spiking the football on dancing on somebody's grave, that there's some sort of enchantment that surrounds that energy that's gonna boring Man. back and hit me later. I swear if, to God. If you, and I if, used to you get if you talked, if you celebrated his death, that's one thing. But to talk about what he did, good or bad. Bad in this case, while he was living, is not bad in my thing. To recognize factual things that he said and did, and the things that he because he said those things and what it what it incited the audience that he grew, um, kind of had like towards this movement. I don't think that that's bad to recognize. See, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think of two people that just, who passed away sort of recently, and I am not in any way comparing these people to Rush Limbaugh because mm -hmm. these are two of my most favorite people in the entire world. One guy I knew, one guy I didn't. All right, so Nip and Kobe died. We're going to talk a little bit more about Kobe and something later on in the podcast, but Nip and Kobe died, right? And as soon as both guys died, th there were people who brought up the th things from their past, you know? There were definitely people who the next day after everybody was coping with, the, with, with what happened to Kobe, how terrible that was, people that brought things up and talked about certain things that, mm -hmm. that happened in Kobe's past. Mm -hmm. When Nip passed away, I remember uh, there was a very specific article written or a very specific tweet or something, or maybe it was an article written by someone who I respect a great deal. Uh, and I remember I called him and I had a conversation. I was like, do you think that that's right to do right, when everyone's in the middle of their grief over it. And the reality is that somebody's sad because Rush Limbaugh died. I don't know those people, 
that's why you don't celebrate the death. Yeah. I, I, I just, agree I, with that. I, under, I understand what you're saying. So I guess it's just like, and it, during that time, I was trying to say, hey, just let people breathe for a second. Somebody has passed away. Then kind of pick it up. But the during that, but those things happened with those guys. No one made anything up. I just thought, what, just when somebody passes, it's just a crazy time to do it. I guess it's like, if I was a kid and I came up to you and I was like, I saw that Rush Limbaugh di- uh, died. Who was he? Right. Right. Most of what you would say is, nah, I mean, you, could say, when it's, you well, look, could say he had a successful show and he made a lot of money and he, you know, built an audience. That's, that's positive. That's not what I would say. But the, but the most of, but the things that he did to build that empire, you got to talk about. As opposed to a Kobe or Nipsey. I'm not comparing that, those guys. I know, what I'm saying know, is that I'm when just, people brought up things to their, from their past, things that had happened. To me, it was different. I took it very personally. That, yeah. To me, that was different because when I when you define Rush, you can't define his career without talking about all the racist, homophobic, xenophobic, you know, like things that he said, misogynistic. You can't, he's, and it wasn't his past. It was his, it was up Present. until the day yeah. he passed yeah. away. As opposed to Kobe or, or Nipsey, you're going to bring up an incident or something that happened, and it doesn't define their whole thing. I guess, like, you know what I'm saying? This sort of no, separated. the so, point that you are making is one million percent valid. You're just superstitious. No, it's just a, it's an old South superstitious mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, it's like a thing. I, it, you know, like, when people, it just, it just feels wrong to, I, I'm not saying that I'm any better. I'm telling you, I'm actually a hypochondriac. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of doing it. I got that. you. You know what I mean? I, I'm scared of, of doing that. Not, even if we just talked about what happened, that's one thing. And you're right. It is way different than those other things. This was who this guy was and what he was proud of, right? But it's just hard for me to wake up, read that somebody passed away and go, yeah, that bastard's gone. Even though no, it shouldn't. No, I would never do that. There, there are some people, I guess you should feel that way, you know, but I don't know. It's like, you know, once again, it's something my daddy used to say. I know. I I don't believe in celebrating people's death like that. I get you. It's not a ding-dong, the witch is dead situation. I'll tell you what. It was some people that was like, nah, man, we about to get these jokes off. It was, like, it was people hitting me up. a lot of people. It was people, it was people, people hit me up like, uh, Van, I feel you. I love you, Van, but here we go. It's just people, the fuck out hit me up. It was like... I was like, uh, I, I was like, only God and grace. I tweeted, only God and grace are stopping me from saying I something know. terrible. <laughs> yes. and, and one dude hit me up like, I'll say it for you, dog. I got all the terrible you need. So <laughs> go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> now, somebody who I can't say terrible things about, uh, Ted Cruz. Oh. This whole Ted Cruz fiasco is amazing. All right, in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> Ted Cruz is a senator from there from Texas. I'm sure you know this by now. Texas and much of the country is just completely strangled bad. by some of the most severe winter weather uh, in recent memory. You know, you, Texas looks like a winter wonderland down there. And people uh, in parts of Texas have gone uh, long times without heat and without water. There are literally people freezing to death right now in Texas. Uh, people that don't have water. People don't have the food that they need. Um, and certain people are working to get them what they need. And other people like Ted Cruz are going to Cancun. Spring break is coming early in the Cruz household. Uh, there was a picture of Ted 
that showed him boarding a flight to go to Cancun. And of course, you guys can see uh, now, if you're watching on the internet, that the reaction to this was swift. It was very swift. And people were like, what the hell are you doing leaving to go on a trip with your family to this temperate climate and have a good time and kick back? And so many of the constituents uh, that you represent are going through something so serious. So, Ted Cruz has responded to this. This happened earlier today. Mm-hmm. And he's done what any brave politician does in this situation. He blamed his own children. <laughs> <laughs> he, he blamed what? his An own. Idiot. I'm so glad I live in California. I don't want this man representing me anymore. <laughs> Ted Cruz did what every, every brave public servant does when they're in the crosshairs of the media. He blamed his kids. He says, it's a statement from, <laughs> from Ted Cruz. This has been an infuriating week for Texans. The greatest state and the greatest country in the world has been without power. We have food lines, gas lines, and people sleeping at the neighbors' houses. Our homes are freezing and our lights are out. Like millions of Texans, our family lost heat and power too. With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with them last night <laughs> and am flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, and our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all of our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. Rachel, bullshit or not, Bullshit. Since we can't talk about Rush, <laughs> let's talk about old Ted. What a blithering idiot is Ted Cruz. The, even the fact that he thought he could fly a commercial flight and make it to Cancun without being seen. Did you see him? He, I've never seen him wear glasses. No, he's doing his thing. He had glasses. He had the mask on, thinking he wouldn't be seen. And it is now being reported that he has booked a flight Back no, he's to back. Texas. Yeah, he's, no, you he's guys back. ashamed him. Just, they, they said they said his he, flight. He wasn't supposed to come back till Saturday. Yeah, he <laughs> just landed. Now, oh, like there's some talk, and by the way, by the way, there's some talk that he was actually scheduled to come back Saturday. First of all, l- let's just take it on his merit. If the family's gonna go down to Cancun and you're not gonna go, why why on God's green earth would you fly down to Cancun just for a turnaround flight to come back? We know what this is. We know he had a listen, his bag looked like he was staying longer than one night. Okay. Ted was ready to get his tan on, his warmth on. He was ready to have a good old time. And y'all exposed him. And I love you guys for it. Thank you for that. Because if you have family in Texas, if you're living in Texas and you're seeing what's happening right now you're experiencing it personally, it is scary. I know people who are in closets with their dogs trying to stay warm, too scared to get on the freeway because they, we don't know how to drive in that. The, 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 Texas is not, although it ices in Dallas, it doesn't dip down to Houston. We are not prepared. We, we put sand on freeways instead of salt. Um, water pipes can't handle it. Electricity, there are issues right now with um, ERCOT. ERCOT, however you want to say it, 
where they're t- keeping electricity on in some neighborhoods and turning it off in others. This It's like a huge deal. It's a big scandal. And the fact that you are supposed to represent this great state that you call it, yet you want to abandon it as soon as trouble happens is awful. You guys, unfortunately, the people who need to be listening to this podcast aren't. But if you know somebody, forward this on and tell a friend You cannot continue to elect someone who does not give a fuck about you. And he showed that when he bought his plane ticket, not just for him, for for his entire family and escaped and he left. He showed you exactly how he feels about you. He doesn't care. He does not. I just I can't get over the fact that he abandoned these people. Like watch a video, y'all read an article and see how people's roofs are caving in Uh. animals are freezing. People are freezing. They're not even reporting the number of people that are dying. I mean, it is, it's unreal. It's unreal what's happening. So here's the thing. Um, Jesus Christ. So it's actually NBC News now is reporting that Senator Cruz booked the return trip at 6 Mm a.m. Thursday. He was initially booked to return on Saturday. So Ted Cruz was going on vacation. Any of a, anything that says that he's not going on vacation, that he wasn't staying a couple of days in Cancun, it's a lie. So that, let's just talk about that. That's just a lie. Okay? So that part of it is politics and his finance, it's a lie. Okay, so if we all know with our intellectual minds that that part of it isn't true, that this wasn't him chaperoning his daughters, uh, what is it? Mom was uh, there too, though, right? Who? His mo- the, the wife was the, there. The wife was there, yeah. Okay. Chaperoning like, she's not capable of taking the children. Okay. Four hour round trip flight or whatever it was. Since we know that that's not true, uh, and we can reasonably conjecture that as isn't true using our human brains, then let's just talk about what this means. Okay. Because it's very important. We, we're, we laugh and we have a lot of fun, but it's very important to understand like what, like what something like that means. That means that there is an emotional, there's a tangible emotional and even I would say a political disconnect between Ted Cruz and his constituents. Now, I, I think that if you are willing to leave the state, leave the state and go on vacation with your family while people are freezing to death, I think it's very hard to make the argument that you care about those people. Okay? Now, politicians make, make all types of dis- mistakes on both sides of the aisle. Politicians makes, make all types of mistakes, right? Some of them, they make mistakes out of, some of them make mistakes out of greed. Some of them do things that they think in the moment uh, are going to benefit people, right? But on both sides of it, what you would want to believe, what you would hope to believe is that they're at least in it with you. I know that that's right. a little bit bullshit, a little bit pie in the sky, but you want to think that at least they're in it with you. At least they give a damn in some way. The people of Texas are going to have a decision to make in the future about Ted Cruz. And it's going to be very difficult for me to tell them or to even suggest to them that he gives a damn about them. Because if he gave a damn, even the optics of that situation would stop him from going to Cancun. Mm -hmm. Just how it looks. Think about that. Think about just how it looks. I had an uncle that used to say something that was very inappropriate, but I'm going to repeat it. He would say to me, he would be like, uh, I know you think I'm a liar because I would see him messing around with other women, right? And he would be like, but I lied because I love your uncle. (laughs) 
He goes, imagine how things would be if she came home and it was just a woman up in the house and I didn't even care that she saw it. And he was like, I'm doing wrong. He's like, I'm doing wrong, but I'm hiding it from her because I don't want to hurt her. Now, imagine reality, if you just didn't step out. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> imagine. You know, like, all right, I get him on here. He'll talk to you. He'll talk. He got a whole theory about that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's comical that Ted Cruz won't even lie to the people that he's cheating on. <laughs> it's comical. <laughs> That, I mean, he's lying in, I guess, it's a reactionary lie, but it's, yeah, it's comical it's that there was nothing, nobody that said, hey, Ted, a beach vacation right now is not going to look good. You can't get on a commercial flight and sneak away to the Yucatan Peninsula and think that nobody's going to find out about it. I'm sure they did say that. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody did. Because how could something like that happen? This is legitimately... You do what you want to do. He was probably like, whatever, I'm going to go. I want to. It's egregious, though. And look, there are people that... I don't know if, if, if we retain Benny, if Benny is still listening right now. If Benny is still listening right now, ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro or anybody else who is conservative, this doesn't have a damn thing to do with, uh, with left or right. And to me, this is a dereliction of duty. This doesn't have anything to do with whether or not right now Mario Cuomo's up there in New York in a shit ton of trouble. And when we have answers to whether or not Mario Cuomo is guilty or culpable in and around the things they say that he did, I will skewer his ass right here on this podcast. But it's not his time. It is Ted Cruz's. There's no way that you could be the party of the working man and go on vacation as the working man and woman freeze to death in your state. It's amazing to me. Well, this is also <laughs> a man. Who, and then like, we're not even talking about the fact that he blamed it on his poor children. Are they girls? Ted, Ted Cruz really, I mean, you're blaming it on your children. I feel sorry for them because we've also seen how he handles his wife, right? This is the same man who supported a man and it's so hard, went so hard for a man who not only talks so badly about him, but his wife. Trump dogged your wife. This is the type of man that we're dealing with, right? So we, I, I say this to say you can't, ex you hope to expect more from him, but what can you really expect from a man who lets another man totally and publicly disrespect his wife and him and just keeps it moving like it was nothing? Okay, so I want everybody to do something right now for me. Let's listen to the podcast. Everybody's listening to the podcast. Do something for me. Okay. Bring up a picture of Ted Cruz on your phone, your smartphone device or something like that. Bring up a picture of Ted Cruz. Just bring up the picture. Now look at the picture. Okay. You see the picture? Everyone sees Ted Cruz? I see it. See the picture. Tell me right now that... Ted Cruz doesn't look like a fart in human form. He looks like a fart. I call him fart boy. Was this pre-beard pre -beard or after the beard? Pre-beard, definitely even more. He okay. looks like a fart. He has fart-like tendencies. I remember looking at watching the Republicans when they were doing their thing after Trump decapitated all of them in the primary, primaries and thinking, wow, that guy, he looks... Farty. <laughs> Span. He does. He looks like a fart. 
And that's why he was trying to blow his ass down to Cancun. He didn't think anybody would smell him, but they did. It's did. almost like he doesn't have common sense, right? Book I don't smart, know what right? it is. Pence, Princeton, Harvard educated, but when it comes to the basics, he just doesn't get it. It's like he just doesn't have that common sense smarts. Because otherwise, he wouldn't be doing reckless behavior like this. What does or Dan he just Crenshaw, doesn't care. What does Dan Crenshaw think about this? American hero Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> what do you think? All right. Enough of our boy. Let's take a break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. Made with shea butter and black dermatologist approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. The deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up mm -hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm -hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant off today. <laughs> maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but, but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. Oh, yeah. Thing. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm. I'm a sweater. Mm -hmm. So I need something strong. Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. Yo, yo, shout out Baton Rouge, man. Um, <laughs> Boosie. No. No. Are we, wait, so, so, so today, today is the day. Okay, so we had a day of airing out grievances. Today just seems to, to be the day of recognizing people who make our home states look like shit. Are you saying that Boosie carried makes a, Louisiana? Carried you away makes Louisiana? Carried away with Boosie wait, 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 Come wait, wait, wait. on, come on, are you come saying, on. Are you saying that Boosie makes Louisiana look like shit? I'll let you introduce introduce the can I, uh, topic. Can I get can I get to the topic before you get at Boosie like that? Sure, sure. Dun, Go dun, ahead. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, yeah. She right. You right. Dun, 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 dun. Perfect what? song to introduce the 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 topic. Boosie did an interview <laughs> with Vlad TV. Uh, and Vlad, being an expert at what he does, asked Bootsy about the relationship between. Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Like, why? Uh, you want to get booed? Look, I'll tell you what. When I have a thought about relationship dynamics, the first thing I think is, you know, what's Bruce ah, think about that? Well, that's bad um, news for you. So, <laughs> Boosie seems to think that... Uh, it's not funny. We're focusing too much on Lori Harvey. He's like, he wants the bachelors to get all the credit. And that Lori Harvey's body count Basically makes her unwifeable, I guess. Basically, what he's saying is that he feels like Michael B. Jordan is a simp for having settled down with Lori Harvey because, according to Boosie, I guess Lori Harvey has been ran through, his words, not mine, too many times. The reaction was swift. The reaction was swift. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Boy, I'll tell you. That's what, I keep saying the reaction was swift. It always is. The reaction these days is always swift. They got on Boosie's ass 
about this. Do you think that this is, I mean, what do you think, Rachel? Like, Boosie says that he thinks that Lori is, has been a little bit too out there to be wifed and people got mad at him. First of all, I love that Lori Harvey has these people so hard pressed. For some reason, people right. stay want to, they want to talk about Lori Harvey and good for her. The woman doesn't say much, but for some reason, she's got people so bothered. And I love it. I love that for her. I just want to say something real, real quick. Eight children with six different women. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Respects women who stay with an unfaithful partner. Made transphobic comments to Zaya Wade or about Zaya Wade. Is it Zaya or Zaya? Zaya Wade. Felt pornography was better for kids to watch than cartoons with men kissing. Spoke positively of paying an adult woman to perform oral sex on his underage son and nephew. Bragged that he had secured his son fellatio from a, quote, bad bitch for his underage son. What do all these comments have in common? Barack Obama said them. Boosie badass. (laughs) (laughs) And I say all that to say, you guys, why do we give this man a mic? Why do we give this? Unless unless he's going to put, you know, mouse on the track or something. I don't want to hear Boosie's opinion about anything. He has absolutely no credibility. He has no respect, no regard. It's almost like he has a hate when it comes for women. There's a double you think standard. He, you think Boosie hates women? Yes. The way he talks about women, the lack of respect that he has for women, the double standard. It's okay for men to do all of these things. But for a woman, the only type of woman you respect is a woman who stays with her unfaithful partner. Shout out to Unk. <laughs> uh, well, by the way, two people that have something in common. This is some Baton Rouge logic that you hear. And about not, not everybody from Baton Rouge, but this is some, and, and to be honest with you, Here's the thing about that. If we're being real, it there's a, a bigger cultural question that we have to ask here. Because mm-hmm. even in what we're talking about, for a lot of people, this is why you have to meet comments like this head on. Because okay. this is how people were raised. This is how this is what's been drilled into but I them can't over and over. A grown I'm not man. excusing it. I know you're but, not. But even just like Bootsy. Just like Boosie, when I was 16, my dad told me, I think I've told you this before. Yeah. When I was 16, my dad told me, hey, excuse me, when I was 15, he told me if you be if you get to 16 and you're a virgin, you're not a Lathan man. So think about that. You know, after that, like I said before, after that, every woman is not like a person. She's not like a, a, a an individual. She's a tool for me to go access my manhood. Right. And you 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 only treat a tool as well as you have to. If you're a good craftsman, you, te- you keep your tools shiny and new, right? But okay. they're still tools. <laughs> so I'm saying, I, so what, what, what I'm saying is that, and, but so, you, and, so, and so for me, I had to unlearn that. And thankfully, correct. I was able to, right? Correct. I get you adding context to it, right? But you're also giving me an example of when you were 15. A bo- boost is what, 38, thir- 38? 38, about to be 39 okay, 38. a little bit. Yeah. Thir- 38. He's been criticized at great lengths for these comments that he's made. He's fully aware of the right thing to say, to do, what all this means. 
Yes, he is. He is doesn't he care. Is he fully aware yes. of the right? Yes. You're telling yes, me right now I think he even that, Bully, down on that Boosie is fully aware of the of right what? thing to say. He So he knows he what the right care. thing to say. Yes, he doesn't I, care. I don't who think hurt, he knows what the right thing to Boosie? say is. Please, Boosie, if you're listening, who hurt you? Who right. hurt you? Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but here's the thing. And I'm not, this is not to give Boosie a pass for any of this stuff. But it is to say that it's kind of crazy sometimes to say that somebody knows what the right thing to say is. I don't think that a okay. lot of people know what the right thing is. They think they're right, which is the if more. people, If people are criticizing you and you double down on what it is that people are saying, then his last post quote fuck that I said what I said well, yeah. Boosie is fully aware of what he's saying of how people feel about it and the other side of the argument yet he choose, he said F that I said what I said. He doesn't want to be better. He doesn't want to do better. He is perfectly fine believing the things that he does and staying on, on that path and teaching that to his son and nephew, as I just pointed out, those things that he glorifies. He okay. has a total disrespect for women. You can add all the context you want. I'm not, not arguing. Not any context. Not any, I'm not, I'm not, argue, I'm not yeah. arguing against it. I get that some people are taught that. But at 38, you are aware of the other side of it. Fair enough. You know, well, he has daughters. He you know does. I'm saying? You got daughters. Is this how, it's like, this the message that you want to send to your daughters or is it, is it different? So soon I'm saying, it's, yeah. it's, no, it's awful. So this and is I what I will say. I love the music, but I this can't, is, I, know I can't get behind this. This, this, this is what I, this is what I'll say. First of all, Mike and Lori are a beautiful. Yes, and they are. Stunning, amazing couple. Mike had the classiest response to this. He finally oh, did say? it. He went on Instagram. He said he loves it. Dedicated his love. This is after Mike has, he went all out. By the way, Mike, I appreciate you making us all look bad. Valentine's Day. He bought, he, he bought out a whole aquarium. A whole aquarium. Do you know how many jealous. niggas went out and bought fish tanks after that? Do you know how many guys were like, baby, I can't give you a whole aquarium, but these goldfish, their names Trudy and Jackson. I and these goldfish, said, take them back. And these Take goldfish the mean, store. I love you. You know what I'm it's saying? Not you know how many aquarium, guys went out and bought stuff like that? Mike, Mike made us all look bad. But I'll tell you this. Two things here. Number one Trudy is and Trudy and Jackson, <laughs> the two goldfish. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, n- number one, the reason why you can never excuse comments like this is because it's not even about trying to reclaim Boosie. The reality is Boosie is who he is. You know, Boosie survived some things and the fact that he's still breathing reinforces to him every day that he did it the right way. So there are two things. Number one, we have to make sure that people don't that grow, grow up in those environments, right? We have to make sure that people aren't grasping and holding on to their masculinity as a way to survive something or some bullshit code or some bullshit way of treating other people as a way to mask how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their surroundings, how they feel about their environment, that they're not pouring into themselves things that are toxic, right? And then vomiting Mm -hmm. them back out on people who are unsuspecting. We have to make sure that we do that. So part of this is a cultural edict and part of this is a very specific uh, individual one, right? Um, And so that's why you meet the comments like this head on. This is not, obviously, 
Uh, me and Boosie go back a ways. This is not me excusing him at all. This is not me. Everything that he said about Lori was disgusting. It's wrong. And it victimizes not only her, but a generation of women that are here now and that will follow that want to just be able to live their lives in whatever way they want. Forget about whatever you, nobody's being hurt. Nobody's doing anything. And you don't even know if half the things you think are true are actually true. You don't know nothing. It's an ignorant statement. Mm -hmm. It's a powerless one. And it's one that to me is just born out of like whatever it is you think you know, which is not much on this. You don't know their relationship. You don't know her life. You don't know none of this. Part of this also comes from the fact that Boosie is continuously put in a situation where he is opining on things, giving his opinion, and he has a, a great big, uh, a great big microphone to do that. Part of that is Vlad. Now, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with 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 Vlad having conversations with Boosie. But this is what happens when these convers when these questions are asked. There's a reason. You hold on. Let me ask you. Let me let me finish this. You keep asking me to have my dad on this podcast. Absolutely. That'll never happen. Never. Do you, Tell and him do to you, call me. And do you know why? I play, don't, but now don't play with that, man. Do you know why? <laughs> you know why I'll never platform my father on this podcast? Why? Because I know what he might say. Okay. My, me and my Fair dad, like me and my dad have a very specific relationship. Me and my dad to me is a, a hero of mine. He's a protector. He's all of these things, but he's a lot of other shit too. Love him to death from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. But he's from Maryland, Louisiana, population 2,500. He was born in 1955. There's a very specific experience that he has. And so for me, part of me not offending the viewers and the listeners of this podcast is making sure that I don't put them in a position to be offended. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and putting him on this podcast that's real without without cutting a bunch of shit <laughs> on and doing all of that stuff like that that's not for him his his thoughts and the way he looks at the world those are inside thoughts <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I'm not and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there's anything like that but you know look and by the way this this is the best thing that could have happened for Vlad this is the best thing look Vlad is out there doing his thing millions of views all and of that's that. why he did it he did it because he knew so I get it I respect that like you're not gonna put your you're not gonna question your dad for ratings right for for downloads for subscribers Vlad did it and he asked this question because it's like why are you asking about Lori and Mike because he knew Boosie would say something yeah. outside and, and of his He also likes talking to Boosie. That's his man. So it's a, it's a whole thing. But this is kind of what you, this is what you get. At, at a certain point, what we have to do is shoot it down, talk about it, yeah. tell everyone, and talk to Boosie about it. Like I'm telling you right now, Boosie, this is Van. Y'all fucked up, homie. Wrong. That was fucked up. Can't do that. Stop. Please, you're, you're making the whole city look bad, dog. Chill, yeah. please. Love you to death. Add it to Love your list. brother. You, you, but, but relax for real. So he's not coming on this podcast unless it's Boosie? for a performance. You don't want Boosie on the podcast to to give him a platform to say some crazy shit. No, I'm asking. I'm, 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 I'm asking. I told you I would love I to have him in a, in, a certain, in a certain capacity. Right. 
Just the music. A performance. Just the music. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a break real quick. More rap news. This one's interesting. We told you we'd get back to you, uh, Kobe Bryant, in this podcast again. Meek Mill is in some trouble right now. Oh, Meek Mill man. has a song coming out with Little Baby. And a part of the song leaked. He says, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'll be another Kobe. Of course, you guys know that Kobe Bryant died around this time last year, a little bit earlier than this last year, in a horrific helicopter accident with his daughter. So the double entendre is going out with my chopper. For you guys who don't know, a chopper, in this case, is AK-47. Uh, and in the case of, obviously, Kobe and Gigi, it was a helicopter. So Meek is saying in that line that he will go out with his chopper, go down shooting, as did Kobe go out. Uh, Kobe went out in the chopper, the, car, the helicopter crash. This leaked yesterday, the fact mm-hmm. that this line is in that song, and Meek trended all night long last night, and he trended all day, basically, today. Before we even get into this, I talked to somebody with direct knowledge of this situation. When I say direct knowledge, I mean direct, direct knowledge of this situation. As direct as it can get. Uh, This version of the song was never meant to come out. This is not the version of the song that was coming out. Um, They told me that the process by by which Meek records is that he goes into the booth and he freestyles, right? And he freestyles, he relates it to somebody. So there's a lot of stuff recorded. That line got thrown out there. Some people heard it and they were like, nah, we can't do that. He was like, nah, we're not going to do that. That's not what we're going to do. But the files remain. Also, he says, the only reason why stuff like that would be flying in his mind is because where he's from, they say stuff like that. They'll be like, yo, you know, I'll go out with my hood like Nip did or something like that. They don't mean it as disrespect. It's like not a disrespectful thing. He wasn't seeing it as disrespect. It was just about the line for him. And that there are people that are that feel like this has really nothing to do with the line itself. That this has more to do with somebody trying to get Meek out of the paint. And that's why this came out. But according to who I spoke to, this version of the song was supposed to be unreleased and it was never to come out. The release version, somebody, they had caught it, they had discussed it. It wasn't going to come out. Now, does this change anything that you were thinking about the situation. Yeah, I have a question. So was the song not supposed to come out because he said that line and he was like, no, forget it, that's not it? Or just because he didn't like the the whole version of the song? No, 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 no. The song still will be dropping, but not that version, that verse one. Why, why was that, is that version not the song that's coming out? Is it be- because specific the, because the to line, that line? Yeah, no, no, no. Because he, re, he re-recorded his verse because that line is not in his verse because people were like, that's not, you can't, like, they all listen to it and they're like, nah, you can't do that. Like, that, that, that sounds bad. I don't know. I mean, it, here's the thing. If somebody, it's hard for me to, te- to say what was in somebody else's thought process. If, if the person direct, that has direct knowledge of this is saying that once they freestyle, Meek freestyled it because that's the way he records things. And, and once he heard him, he heard himself say it. He was, they were like, no, then that can't be the case. Then I guess I have no choice to believe him. But I mean, I guess that, that I'll give him. So I, I guess it, it yeah, I guess it ch- changes my mind and I don't, 
want to necessarily speak on the same way it was the argument that that's just what you say from where you're from to me still doesn't make it right if the rest of the country or the rest of the world doesn't see things that way because what was so disrespectful about it is like it's not just Kobe it's his family that yeah. not, that he lost on it and that is affected by it. Right. It's the other eight victims that are involved in their families. It's sure. it's also making softening something that was so tragic that we all can remember it like it was yesterday. And then I just feel like just to reduce Kobe to a lyric in your song like that in this way is just the utmost disrespect. Not saying you can't rap about Kobe, but rap about Kobe and his death in this way. I'm not sure what the end goal was here, but I just feel like you didn't think this one out. It just sounds like I, I will give it to him. I'm not gonna, if that's if that's somebody who has direct knowledge to it. If that's what they're saying happened, then fine. But my initial reaction is, I to me there is no excuse. Initially, that's how I felt. There is no excuse for you to say these type of things. You're a lyricist. You're a rapper. You're not new to the game. You've done this before. And that to me, that's where you're, that's where your mind goes. And then the song has in parentheses, R.I.P. Kobe. So it seems like you're making references to Kobe in this song. And this is the reference that you made about his death, making light of it. I just it is. It was it was bad. It's bad. And 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 the thing is, is. I get what you're saying, but Meek has tweeted some things subsequently to the backlash. Not that he's addressing it I directly, see what he tweeted. What but did he it say? is alluding. Hold on, I'll tell you. It's alluding to. He said somebody's promo, promo and narrative, and y'all follow it. Y'all internet antics can't stop me. Shit like zombies land or something. He's that is a reference to the song. So to me, I hear what you're saying. But oh, by the way, not, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. To me, the line is completely no, 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 disrespectful. But you, yeah, but and you the line is completely disrespectful. To it. Right. But to and, me, and I, it sounds like he's kind of like that's what y'all are paying attention to. You know, like uh, as almost like as if belittling, we're, like belittling yeah, people's concern over yeah. it. Yeah, you right. you don't like for me. If that really wasn't my intent then that's what I would be saying. Like if I'm a if I'm a fan of Kobe, if I looked up to Kobe. And people are misconstruing what I said about somebody that I that I respect. Then I would be out there saying like, "No, that's not quite like what it is." But to hear here, it seems like he's like, like you said, belittling belittling it, making light of it, almost like very flippant about the whole thing. When so many people are upset and hurt about this lyric, yeah. Look, and it, I think, and it's not even for us; it's the families, right? Once again, I guess my thing, which I talked to a lot of people about, was the fact that Kobe has a teenage daughter. And Kobe's family got drugged through this today. So here's the thing. If, in fact, somebody leaked this to hurt Meek, right? What, what was said in the line of that song is inexcusable. I think mm-hmm. there's a, there are cultural rules about that, you know? Um, now, if it was never meant to, if it was said, then it was never meant to come out, then that changes things, in my opinion, right? It changes things a little bit. Okay, there's a lot of things, you know, you... you you might say or you might do and you, you you don't want them to come out. Hey, how many times have you been on a podcast before where you've said something and you come back and go, hey, take that out? Or how many would you guests be defensive seen? though? I wouldn't be defensive. Defense. He sounds defensive. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be defensive. I would only be defensive if people were coming at me and I said, hey, you know, I said that. I realized I went a little too far and I told people before in that you can control it. I told people, hey, take that out. Because sometimes if you say something live, then you can't control it. You got to eat that. But if I say something and then I come back and I'm like, yo, 
take that out? Or I didn't mean to say this, or I didn't mean to do that. Um, can you take that out? And then, well, then it wasn't my intent to hurt anyone. So me, Van, I, I love my two favorite, my two favorite words in the English dictionary are I'm sorry. Kalika, Kalika knock on this door right now. Before I even open the door, I go, I'm sorry, baby. Cause I know. I know. I know. I was before, hey, I'm sorry, my bad. Okay, cool. Like now we can move forward. All right, so I have no problem apologizing. I've been doing it since I've been speaking. But a lot of people do, right? Um, I, I guess what I would say is whoever leaked this today or leaked it yesterday to hurt me, you were successful. But you also hurt a lot of other people. No doubt Vanessa had to relive that. No doubt the teenage daughter, Kobe's oldest teenage daughter, had to relive that. So while we playing these internet games and we're going back and forth like this and we're trying to hit our marks and, and, and kill who we're going to kill, just be careful about the collateral damage. Absolutely. You spraying you up the whole house and other people catching strays. Mm-hmm. And excuse anything that was said. It's fucked up. People, once again, what do I do? What do I believe in? I believe in respect for those who are gone. For all kinds of reasons, I believe in respect for those who are gone. So I'm just saying, yeah. there's a lot of people, a lot of people who suffer when y'all trying to shoot each other and take each other out. Just be easy. We're going to hit this one real quick. I just want to know what you think about this. So Jodie Foster, you know Jodie Foster? Do you like her work? Wait, stop. Stop. Don't Google nothing. Are you telling me right now that you don't know who Jodie Foster is? No, I know who Jodie Foster is. Silence of the Lambs. I just don't know the story. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Look how mad I got. Hold on, let's do this real yeah. quick. Trudy, Trudy Joseph, what's your favorite Jodie Foster movie? Um, I'm just not really into Jodie Foster. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really into it. Yeah. Cut it. Jackson? Guess it's just Van. Silence of the Lambs, but I'm sort of in the same boat as everyone else. Jesus Christ, y'all! What's just yours? Shitting on Not Jody everybody Foster. like consumes movies the way that you do, Van. Also, Trudy and I were born in like the '90s. So what? No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So what? So I was well, born in the mean? '80s. I was born in the '80s. Mean? I don't know. I don't know anything about Jodie Foster. Most of her po- most popular movies were out when I was like four years old. So what? What that mean though? You're what on that mean? Hey, let me ask you a question. You get, Jackson, you get, you you get ever, defensive. Jackson, you ever seen The Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. No. Oh, like, it came out nineteen. One of the most popular movies of all time. Nineteen eighty. I seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> right. What's so I'm your saying, What's your favorite, Ben? What's your what's, favorite? What's my favorite? Jodie Foster. Silence of the Lambs is a great movie, but I like a movie called The Accused. It's hard to watch, but it's a really, really good movie. It's like she's got a lot of good movies. I also like, like Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, she's a little kid in that, right? Seen any little, she's in Maverick with Mel Gibson. She's in oh. a lot of different movies. Nell. You guys ever seen Nell before? I've heard of it. Jodie Foster has a lot of good movies. No, not knocking her. I'm just not familiar with those movies. Anyway, speaking of Maverick that she's in, which is a movie I actually do love. It's Jodie Foster, uh, Mel Gibson, and James Garner. James Garner was not passed away. Uh, this is the movie where she met Mel Gibson. And <laughs> she went on Mark Merritt's podcast and had these things to say about Mel Gibson. Uh, he's a great actor. 
with a deep, deep person saying, I think that's probably what's gotten him into so much trouble in the past. The fact that he's so deep. He's not saintly and he's got a big mouth and he'll do gross things to your, your nephew would do. But I knew the minute I met him that I would love him the rest of my life. All right, so just real quick. Uh, while we're just remembering Mel Gibson and the depth that he has, Mel Gibson's depth once led him to say that the Jews are responsible for all the world wars in the world. Uh, Mel Gibson also told his his wife, his uh, then girlfriend, uh, Oksana, uh, and I'll never forget this because of all the racist things that I've ever heard, this is amongst the most impressive. What Mel Gibson said to Oksana. He, he said a lot of things to her and he was also incredibly phys- physically and verbally abusive towards her. But one thing that he said to her is among the more effective and impressive racist things I've ever heard before. He said to her, because of the way she dressed, she dressed, he said, if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right, I just want to go through this sentence real quick because this is this is a truly vile wordsmith of racism. If you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. So the interesting thing is Mel Gibson found a way in that statement to make nigger the least offensive word. Who can do that? Normally, if you throw the N-word in there, that's the heavyweight champion of slurs. But when you say pack, pack, it, I, I contend that in that statement, the pack is worse. Yeah, than right? The, because pack means, like we've all heard the N-word, right? But pack means you think of these marauding, animalistic, sub- human demons that run in packs and are looking to do nothing more than rape a white woman. I remember when I heard that, I actually sat back and went, Jesus. Like, Mel is talented. That's That level of racism takes talent to say that that way. So, or it's deep-rooted. You, it didn't pop up. It ain't a one-off. It ain't a one-off. You've been feeling this way. Yo, you couldn't be writer. That's his granddaddy's <laughs> racism right. that he's, that he, hey, just let you know, watch out for a pack of black people. <laughs> they run in packs. Watch out for them. They scurry around. They come out at night. Packs. Crazy. So, uh, look, she loves Mel Gibson. She says she loves Mel Gibson. She, she accepts, accepts Mel Gibson flaws and all. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you say about this? I guess I my know. first my first thought is I'm really glad I'm not familiar with any of Jodie Foster's movies. I don't want to be. I can't be. I can't be be supporting or you know what I mean, like a behind a woman who's going to excuse this type of behavior. I mean, it's lit. She says he's he's a problematic person, but he's warm and affectionate, and he's loving, and he's a good friend. He's a good friend to you. He's not a good person, though. That's what this comes down to. Is Mel Gibson a good person? And from what you just told me, with other things that he's done, where, you know, he's gotten drunk and and, and had these um, anti-Semitic rants, 
I don't even know why you would step out on a limb and put your reputation and neck on a line to defend a demon like this. Like this, like this man is that the things that he is saying are it's this pure hate. And you want to say, but he's a good person. Remember how you said about your dad, these are things that you say on the inside? Same with Jody Foster. So keep my, this I, I, to I, yourself. I, I, I don't want okay, my dad's not quite Mel Gibson. No, right. but I'm just He's saying, like, you don't say views. these things right. out loud right. is my point. Now, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to put them on the same level. Please forgive me. <laughs> I don't want your dad come after me. He's got some antiquated views. <laughs> no, and he would say some things that no. offend some people, but he's not just, quite that bad. I just mean, what he says is for everybody to hear. Sure. That's, that's, Jody needed to keep these. First of all, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your friendship with Mel Gibson. Just keep right. that to yourself. Keep that within this is not which the hill that you need to die on. Knowing what he's done, what he stands for, what he has done in the past, I don't, I don't care if he's a good person or a good, a good friend to you. That's what she said, a good friend. I don't care. Um, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Is it okay? She said this. Question for you: Is it okay to love problematic people? Are we allowed yes, in this we, day and age to members. love bad people? Yes. Do we not have problematic family members? We all have problematic. We all have problematic family members. But forget about family members. That's a given. Forget about that. Forget okay. about family members. Problematic friends. Problematic friends. People that are your friends that mean something. You don't have any friends in your life who are problematic. I guess I'm thinking Mel Gibson level. No, forget about Mel Gibson level. I mean, he's a, he's God's special boy. He depowered. Sure. I'm he, sure he, I did. He's the he's been the he's the only white man in the history of the world to depower the N-word. He made a word more racist than the N-word and he's white. We did it. But Mel Gibson also succeeded in doing it. So what like what I so I'm asking she's she loves him. She's out front with it and she doesn't care. Is there something wrong with that? I guess I'm more just like no, I mean, if that's how you feel, fine. But then don't don't get upset when the backlash comes from it, because yeah. it's al- it almost feels like it's one thing that you feel that way. But when you step out and you say it in public, it's almost like you're defending him and the things that he's done in the past. Right. It's a, I, we don't need to see this, Jody. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to see it. I don't care that you have a good friendship with Mel Gibson. Keep that to yourself. Keep right. that private. Why are you announcing this to the world? You know what I mean? Even yeah. if somebody had asked me this on a podcast, I would have just been like, you know, Mel and I have a deep history and I'm just going to leave it at that. I know him in a way that most people don't and just keep it there. But you Inter- defended him. That's what she did. Interesting thing about Mel Gibson. So Jody Foster is not his only, his only uh, ally. Oh. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is very close to Mel Gibson too. Robert Johnny Jr. went through his substance abuse battles. Uh, he was trying to make a comeback. There weren't a lot of people who worked with him, but Mel Gibson uh, put him in a movie called The Singing Detective, mm-hmm. which helped relaunch his career. He then goes on to do a movie called Is Kiss, anybody Kiss, black Man. defending him? Is anybody black standing Well, in the him? past, they did. In the past, Whoopi Goldberg did. In the past, Whoopi Goldberg defended Mel Gibson. She did. How far, then, how long ago? This was after the original... Ooh, after the pack, the pack comment. I don't know if it was after the pack, but after some of the stuff, she definitely did defend him. She defended him on the View. My hat actually just broke. Are you okay, that's how, that's that's how big, big your head is. is. What size hat do you wear? Like, seven, 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 Hold seven, eights. Look, my, seven, my seven, eight. Just broke. Look at that. <gasps> seven. No, let it fly. Just let it. Just I let it ride. It's just seven. weird. Yeah. I'm I wear the biggest on, size. I'm gonna blame that on Mel Gibson. And then seven, the, seven, seven, eights. 
But I'll tell you something else is that like the top of my head. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you have antennas. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, but look, I will say this. So last year or a couple of years ago, Mel Gibson was nominated for a Best Director Academy Award for a movie called Hassaw Ridge. This is why. This is why. It's not just because of the, but this is the difference between the when you talk about privilege, if Ben Shapiro, Ben is still listening. This is the difference of privilege. <laughs> this is the difference in pri- privilege, man. Is that when somebody who is black runs afoul of greater mainstream society, not only does society cut them off, right? Or black or black or, or or Latinx, but everybody else has to cut them off too, or else they become him. Yep. A guy like Meg Mill Gibson, who, and even to a degree, a guy like Michael Richards, right? You would think that after what happened to Michael Richards at the at the Laugh Factory that he would have never worked again. That's not true. He did work again. Did he? Uh, Larry David put him on Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Oh, man. And so, and so the reality is that in a lot of ways, these things are just simply different. Simply, simply different. Now, there have been some guys who you can point to that you would have thought would have been completely canceled and they haven't been. Very few people are actually canceled. But the reality is that this is kind of the thing. Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster doesn't care about what Mel Gibson has said about black, or that he actually beat Oksana. Or that because he he's said good that to her. her. He's good to her. Her friend. So the question is, to you, last question on this subject, should we be more like that? Like Jody? Yeah. Should we be more, should we care less should we be more like that? Should we be less likely to cut people off because we fuck with them and forget about what everybody else thinks as a culture? Should we be more that way? It's hard to, to make that black and white, right? I think it depends on the issue. One, to me, Mel Gibson saying that, that's really all I really need to know about you because of a pack of niggers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Ooh, you said it. has he has he come has he come out and disappointed? Can't me. believe Mel said that. Has he come out and, and apologized ever? Did he ever apologize? Did he ever say anything? I don't know. This was 2010. Uh, yeah, he came out. He came out. He blamed it. He blamed it on the alcohol. He did. He did a oh, whole. Okay, Jamie Foxx. He blamed it on the alcohol. He did. He did. He blamed it on alcohol. He did. A, I remember him doing an interview. I think it was with Barbara Walters. Yeah. He apologized for the anti-Semitic stuff and the alcohol, but I, I don't know if he ever apologized for the. Mm. Now, so if that is the case, thank you, Jackson. Goldfish Jackson. Yeah. Um, No, I would never stand beside this. I just. Well, she did. I guess here's the thing. There's one thing to stand beside someone and say, like, listen, I'm your friend. I'm not going to neglect you while you're down. Like, I'm going to be there for you. But it's a whole nother energy to give to publicly speak out and defend someone. You know what I mean? It puts your neck on the line for them, which is what I feel what Jody was doing in this this podcast interview or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a difference to stand beside someone and say, I'm not going to kick you while you're down because I have love for you because, you know, we're we're bonded in a certain way. Uh, bachelor recap. It's real quick. I'm not going to go into too much of it here. Okay. 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 Uh, good show. Good Bachelor show. All right. Weird. We like this one. Weird seeing Chris Harrison. Okay. Yeah. Just you weird. think the show should have addressed it? No. Okay. I don't think they should have addressed it. Because mm, that's they, interesting. 
I, I just think that everybody knows what's going on, and I don't think the show really cares. So I think the show has to kind of ride ride this out to the end. You don't, um, but you it made you feel uncomfortable watching him. Yeah, but it, nothing that they said was going to make me feel more comfortable. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. And also, this is personal. You know, he he disrespected my sister. So, like, this is personal for me. There's nothing they could have done unless they put the emoji over his face, which would have been hilarious. Yeah, that really would have been funny. Uh, but I have to admit, Matt James is going to have it tough. He's going to have a tough go of it here in the future. Because? Of, it's obvious that Rachel Kirkinell is going to win The Bachelor. Obvious. Obvious that she's going to win The Bachelor. They're going to have a match made in antebellum heaven. It's obvious that she's going to win. The Aloe Black was singing. I and, and look, look, man, Aloe Black was singing. So remember I said there was a sing. Yeah. <laughs> Aloe Black was singing. And Matt just whisked, whisked Kirkinell away to get serenaded. By the way, it's just so crazy. The Bachelor is just cursed. The guy's name is Aloe Black. <laughs> aloe black aloe black is singing to them black people are singing like I thought Rachel Kirkinell was going to square dance like it was an antebellum party or something like that. <laughs> aloe black is singing to them and it's basically women of color in the other room crying so bad crying he was just like girl I can smell the old South on you. Let's go listen to this aloe black. Which, by the way, which, by the way, look, that's just the way it happened. He didn't know at this point. He didn't know. He did not he know. He didn't know. But let smell me, the old South. Let me tell you why he's getting the five winning rating this time. He's got a five? It's five. He really, this really wasn't as weenie an episode, if I'm being real. Okay. Well, so why a five? Because he said Piper. Yeah, that was a little shocking. It, like, I can't tell you how upset. That's how I know I'm a batch. I was in there. Bozeman got, Bozeman was scared. Bozeman was scared because he sent Piper home and I was like, yo, fuck you. Like, I was <laughs> mad. Like, I can't believe, I thought Piper was, I thought she was great. She seemed like she was she was gonna win. I, I like Piper. So now I she do doesn't she's so this is I I and she just didn't make the cut towards the end. I, he sent Piper home. Very, very, very upsetting. Now, question. Five winning rating. Other than that, kind of like a whatever show. A lot of cloud hanging over the show. Five winning rating. I'll ask you a question. If Matt James picks Rachel Kirkman. What do you think the immediate backlash will be? Well, I think people are already expecting him to pick Rachel, like you said. I don't think there's going to be immediate, immediate backlash for the pick. There's going to be immediate backlash of, are they still together? Interesting. We shall right. see. Wow, right. five. Okay. Okay, so here's the deal. five winning. Uh, you know what? Let's give him four. Because it wasn't him a four. Give him four. Give him four. He's trending better towards these last couple of He's episodes. three out of his four women, the women left for hometown are women of color. Are they going to go to their hometowns? Normally they would. But they don't. But they can't because it's COVID. 
Right. COVID. So the families come to them. Right. Stupid. All right. Uh, all right. So we've got to skip mail back because we're running long here. It was a lot of topics okay. we had to cover. Yeah. Uh, do you have an unexpected ally of the week? I do. Who's your unexpected ally of the week? You guys don't judge me too harshly on this, but I'm giving it to Megan McCain. <laughs> Remember, I've done, we've been down this road before. It is of the week. Megan McCain, never in, in my wildest dreams did I think I would say this. I'm a huge fan of The View. Love it. Watch it. Report it every single day. Um, this week, The View covered what's going on in The Bachelor. Whoopi brought it up. She introduced it. And who had my back? Who called for repercussions and that changes need to be made? Who said that it was disrespectful and couldn't believe that they were talking not just to a black woman and listening to the things that she had to say, but a former bachelorette? It was Megan McCain. Sonny did as well. But Megan McCain had my back went on a rant of how disappointed and upset she was at the way things were handled, at the actions displayed by Chris Harrison, and the way that he treated me in that interview. So my unexpected ally, never did I think this would happen. But that is the name of the segment. Unexpected, keyword. I'm giving it to Megan McCain. Wow, okay. So I had one, but based upon that, my unexpected ally of the week is going to be Ben Shapiro. Uh, wow! I, I've got, it's been Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> See you guys on my next week. <laughs> you are not my co-host. You are not my friend. Can't believe you brought <laughs> Megan McCain to the no. Uh, actually, actually, uh, no, it's not. Um, my unexpected ally of the week uh, is everyone down there in Texas. It, this was unexpected, just because. Uh, you know, we didn't know that this was going to happen, but everybody who is joining arms with the people in their in people in their communities who are trying to make sure that people stay warm, that people stay fed, um, you know, that people stay encouraged during this time. So, uh, I didn't know that you guys would need to be allies to not just me, but to the human race mm. and to our country. But you all are, no matter what political uh, affiliation you have, no matter what sex you are, no matter what gender you are, no matter whatever you are. Uh, I hope that everyone uh, can figure things out down there. And um, if I can be in, of, of service in any way, I'm sure Rachel feels the same way. Yes, please check my social media. I've been posting how you can mm. donate, um, different shelters that you could go to in different areas of Texas because it's pretty much widespread, which is what's so crazy about it all. So please continue to check. I've tagged um, also the Instagram a page that's continuing to update on different resources for those who are uh, really going through it right now in Texas. Mm. All right. Tell you think caps off, but do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out. <laughs> <laughs>